The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your recap episode for this week's BMW Championship. Joining me to break it all down, Patrick McDonald is here. Patrick, good day. What a what a tournament, you guys. I just had to polish off a cigarette after that performance. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I'm still hot and bothered by that one. Greg Ducharme is here. Greg, did you, did you just polish off a cigarette? <laughs> no, I did not polish off a cigarette. Uh, although I understand the sentiment because uh, it was quite a tournament, quite a week. And it was a, did you guys see that sign? Victory with a K, of course. So well, pretty, sure. pretty cool. <laughs> pretty cool indeed. Uh, Kyle Porter is here. KP, hello to you. Yeah, hello to you, Rick. We we just saw each other digitally. We're we're doing it, doing it, running it back. Uh, I actually believe Patrick that he just polished off a cigarette. I don't. I, it could go either way. He he might be that might be hyperbole. It might be real. Um, if any of us was going to polish off a cigarette after that that victory, I think it actually would be him. Uh, it probably would be that victory being referred to by one Victor Hovland who went full scorched earth around Olympia fields on Sunday. Where do I even begin a nine under 61 course record in which he came in in 28, seven approaches within 15 feet on that second nine. He makes six of them. And Victor Hovland has just won his very first playoff event kp your initial reaction well my initial reaction is i don't think i have this many threes all year as he had in 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 this final round it it was you know i I was i I was talking with uh joe musso on hq and i think that the most there's a bunch of them there's so many different impressive things about this but it's it's somebody that we've obviously talked about hovland's ability and like his floor like he's just such a great hit like ball striker right he's he's one of the best hitters in the in the world but to take that and apply it to a moment like this was a listen it wasn't a major championship it wasn't you know the players but it was this is a big boy event and to take all that 
talent and ability and to apply it to the moment and to shoot 28 is just, it's cool to see. Like it's, it's, and, and that sounds dumb, but you, you just, I, I don't, I, not everybody out there is a gamer and Victor Hovland is a gamer and he went out and did it. And I, I'm always super impressed by that. Six and a half strokes he gained to the field on his second nine alone in a field full of maybe 50 of the best players in the world, or at least the hottest over uh, just nine. And Greg, this was like, he, he was, he was pitching a perfect game on the second night. I mean, it was, it was fully dialed in flawless stuff. The, the shots he hit into these flags was unbelievable for one. Um, but you know, there's a couple things like the, the notion of Hovland and it, the early wins in his career and the level of those wins is long gone. Now you talk about winning at, uh, at Muirfield, winning at Jack's place and now winning here uh, against this field. And it, it doesn't really get much better than that. There's probably four events a year, you know, where, where you can do better than, than what he did. And uh, we all know what those are. So this is just absolutely a, a complete player. And uh, when he starts to feel it like that, you started to see the old, Victor Hovland, right? Really aggressive. And there were a couple cases like the, the shot into 18 to get it right of that flag is just unreal. And and he was able to put it in. I mean, on 17 to get past that flag was phenomenal because it left him the easy putts. It left him really straight putts. And that's the it's one thing to hit it close to the flag, but it's another to hit it close and in the right spot. And it seemed like all of these threes came from Victor hitting it close and hitting it in the right spot. I mean, how many guys we saw Rory struggle with it. We saw a lot of players struggle on some of these shorter putts. They had a lot of break in them and Victor's putts didn't have that much break in them, which is a testament to this ball striking, which by the way, still wasn't the best uh, in the field for the day, which is unbelievable to me. It's still an unbelievable performance. Yeah, it, it really was, and it's it's a little bit of, of wider than this, just this nine holes, just this seventy-two holes this week here, Patrick, because it's the four the four weeks in majors where no no win, but second in strokes game behind Scotty Scheffler in those four weeks. You look back at last week, he probably should have won and would have won if he didn't have to tee off on eighteen. That was a that was a bugaboo for him. So this is. Uh, obviously, and, and Amanda Renner mentioned it afterwards. Like he, he didn't miss a cut this year. He has, he has been pretty damn good for now full nine months. I, I really liked two things he said, uh, on the broadcast after the first was Amanda asked him about, uh, his switch to being a bit more conservative. And he, re- <laughs> he, he replied with, I don't think there's anything conservative about seven back nine birdies. <laughs> And that was great. The second was during this stretch, the heater that he was on, he wasn't thinking, oh my God, I need to birdie this hole. I need to birdie this hole. I need to birdie this hole. He was just thinking, okay, I got this shot in front of me. What's the best decision I can make to put me in the best spot possible? And he just kept on doing that. And to Kyle's point, that's not something that just comes to you naturally. Even though this looked like the easiest back nine ever played on the PGA Tour he had to go through a lot of experience and learn that, you know, you can't really go at every pin if you're feeling slightly off. And he clearly was not slightly off on that back nine. And 
it takes a lot of time, a lot of patience, a lot of practice, some heartache as well mixed in to come to this point where all these converging factors arrive, right time, right place, right stage, right player, where you do get that back nine, 28, one that we'll remember for a long time. And I just got to give a hat tip to Rory McIlroy as well, his playing competitor on 17. I think the Ryder Cup has already started, boys. You see Rory roll that putt by, give Victor the read <laughs> there for the birdie putt. I, I, I don't think that can be lost upon it. But to do that next to Rory McIlroy as well, chasing down the world number one, chasing down the 2022 U.S. Open champion. I mean, there's not enough great things to be said about Victor Hovland, uh, his rise to this moment uh, and the performance he put on today. Rory said something afterwards to the effect of, I'm glad he's on our team. Uh, type type of deal for what was the what was their best ball score, Patrick? Do you know they had to be like a fifty seven? Uh, let's see what Rory did. Um, r- real quick, Rick, I'd love to hear your thoughts on just Victor in general. But I think I think the I think sometimes with top twenty guys, we don't recognize the improvement, right? Because we're sort of like, oh, well, he. That's, like he's just a top 20 guy and, but, but the difference between being the 17th best player and the second best player in the world is, is big, right? It's, it's, it's massive. And I think Victor has clearly put in the work, put in the time, the effort, the energy, the heart to become the guy that he is now, which is not crazy better than when he first came out, but it's certainly better. And you don't just automatically become that player. And I think that's, worthy of admiration and then i think the other thing justin thomas has talked about this when you're confident in your short game you can rip at some pins that you probably shouldn't or that you otherwise wouldn't and i think that hovland although it, it, ironically he's become probably more conservative with his, his approach play in specific moments like this it allows him to say hey if i'm if i short side myself i can get up and down and I'm, I'm fine. Like, I'll be fine. I'm not going to make bogey. I'm not going to make double. And I don't know that he had that confidence even a year ago and certainly not two or three years ago. Yeah, I think there's a, a couple of things. And we're and we've kind of been documenting it along the way. You know, the, the progression of his game is it's it's still happening very, very quickly. I mean, the, the first time where I remember recently seeing a, a new shot in the bag was Oak Hill. He, he had a new bunker shot. He had a new short game shot, one that he was never able to compress and get as much spin on before. And that was only a couple of months ago. And when I, when we, we see him all over the place, whether it's in person or on social media, he is like the last guy on the range every single night. I mean, the, he just lives and breathes golf. He's got like nothing else to do, but, play golf and watch Netflix. And when you look at the, like, look at this progression of wins, Craig. So think about how these level up. Okay. Puerto Rico open Mayakoba, Mayakoba Memorial BMW championship. Uh, that's a pretty good trajectory. And and it does speak to that improvement, the, the total game improvement. And you know, the, the conservative style has gone a long way for him in major championships, and it's gone a long way for him in general scoring as a whole. But uh, there's also this idea that when you know that you have the ability to hit it at the flag, when you know you're feeling good, and yeah. this is the opportunity to 
take it on and go right at it. And so I, when I was listening to what Patrick mentioned earlier, you know, I just kept what's the right shot here. What's the right shot here. A lot of that has to do with what's the wind doing. What club should I hit? What shot should I hit? But it, it never really felt like it was, should I go with the flag or not? Cause the right answer on a day like this, when you're feeling like this is hit it at the flag. And so I just, I love the ability to say, okay, I, I know in general, I'm going to play a little safer, but in this situation, I need to take it right at the flag. And, and he was able with that philosophy and that execution was able to take a two horse race, which if you're anything like me, you thought this was a two horse race pretty early on in this tournament while Scotty Scheffler and Matt Fitzpatrick are throwing darts at the flags too. And all of a sudden Victor Hovland just won't stop. And next thing you know, very late in this tournament, he's going to win it. And it comes from understanding that, Hey, this is, this is my day and I'm going to make the right decision. It just so happens that the right decision is hitting it right at the flag on every hole on the back nine. That is PGA Tour win number five, Patrick, his ninth uh, worldwide. He will be second in the standing. So he will start at eight under par, two shots off the lead next week for the Tour Championship. We talk about it all the time. If you if you are planning on actually winning the FedEx Cup, you better be pretty darn close to the top of the board or you better be Rory McIlroy. So this is certainly within the place that you need to be if you want to have $18 million in a FedEx cup. You said ninth professional victory. Yes. And, and third over Scotty Scheffler in the runner up position. Uh, you could make it four with the Memorial, even though he beat Denny McCarthy in that one, but he clipped Scheffler both of the last two years at Tigers tournament in the Bahamas, which I think is pretty interesting, right? Scheffler has got Rom's number. Hovland's got Scheffler's number. <laughs> so let, let's see if, if uh, a duel in Rome on Sunday, I think everyone would love that, but oh. yeah, I mean, like you said there, Rick, you got to be within arm's reach to, to start the tour championship. Scotty Scheffler has the lead for the second year in a row, some bad blood there, some bad memory there going into the final round with a five stroke lead over Rory McIlroy and not getting it done. Uh, he said today, I'm sure we'll touch on, on Scheffler, but um, you know, he's been saying the right thing all year. And I think today he finally expressed some frustration. Yeah, it must be frustrating, KP. So we'll we'll move on here. Hat tip, Victor, back in the winner's circle. Still some work to do here at the end of the year. Scotty Scheffler, uh, I could go both ways on this, right? You you lead the tournament on Saturday night. You shoot a four under 66 and you lose. I don't think it's that big of a deal. But I think that Patrick is also right in the sense that you're starting to see a little bit of frustration from Scotty, whether it is putter related, whether it is the inability to close out as many of these as he thinks he should, but it was a, another week in which he led the field from T to green and finished very close to the bottom with the flat stick and another great payday, another great finish. He'll be number one going into East Lake and still somehow it feels disappointing. It, yeah, it does. Do you have the quote, Patrick? I, I didn't, I didn't see it. Was was it right? Was it uh, right after his round today? Yeah, he said, I I'm just a bit frustrated. I think 
that would be the way to describe it. I mean, Victor went out and really just beat me today and played a fantastic round. I can hold my head high. I did my best and fought hard, but came up short. Yeah, I think – I think that well, first of all, it, it's a. I said this on HQ, Rick, but it's a it's a privilege to be critiqued, right? We're not critiquing um, the sorry Scott Stallings of the world every week, and you don't get critiqued unless you're one of the best players in the world. And so I think that that's one thing. But I think you know this is it, it, you're you're right that sixty six in a vacuum sixty six to lose a tournament is absolutely no big deal but we don't operate in a vacuum we have the context of the last four months of scotty not like the thing that the thing that blows my mind is this is he's playing sort of how even at a higher level than rory has played for the last like 10 years right and you see rory for the last 10 years and he just runs into wins he doesn't win every time he's in contention he doesn't win every time he has a 54 hole lead but at some point you just run into wins. You just run into them. If you're, if you're hitting the golf ball like this and Scotty's not running into wins, you know, he, he's just sort of like, like we talk about, Hey, this is his four. It kind of also feels like his ceiling right now, you know? And, and I think we haven't, we haven't talked about that, that flip side of it of like, Hey, is there like more than this? Like, are we going to get more? And I, I, Listen, like I think the long-term answer is yes, probably, but I don't know what the short and medium-term answer is because we haven't. It it just hasn't happened over the last you know fifteen starts. How much more can you squeeze out of this, Greg? First off the tee, first on approach, thirteenth around the green. How much more? How much more juice is there to possibly squeeze? Well, this is the thing that's so frustrating to me, and why I think the ceiling is way higher. It, it's not like is it. Yes. We keep, we keep, well, we keep saying that and it keeps I, not being that. I, I understand. And this is why it's so frustrating to me because what the thing that's holding him back is six foot putts, right? This is not something that takes an extraordinary athletic effort to start making six foot putts. This is something that most PGA Tour players make a, a lot of, and he doesn't. He's one of the worst on the PGA Tour in in that general area. I mean, today it's five five misses inside of seven feet today. There's a three putt in there. It, it's but it's constant. And I, I guess this is where I'm going is if somebody can go through what Lucas Glover went through, um, oh, then Scotty Scheffler can solve this problem. Right, th- this is something he can solve. I don't know if this new putter is the solution. What I saw today tells me that it's not. Uh, he may have to do something a little more dramatic, but but this is something that you should be able to shore up without a tremendous amount of effort. I, I don't think it's. I mean, it may take a lot of effort, but I don't think it's a an outrageous ask that you make putts that are inside of six feet. I mean, not even all of them. You don't even have to run the table on them. Just make more than you miss. And it, it feels like when they go in for Scotty Scheffler, it's a sigh of relief as opposed to a surprise when he misses. So it's just, it's unbelievable. The, the thing that I find so fascinating about this whole thing, Patrick, is it's really easy to see why 
Lucas Glover was at rock bottom and did something drastic. It's really easy to see when Webb Simpson or Keegan Bradley or some of these other guys are at rock bottom and do something drastic. Scotty Scheffler is literally the number one player in the world. That is not an exaggeration. He is literally the number one player in the world. The farthest thing you could be from rock bottom. He's phenomenal. He, how much incentive or how much would you have to be able to separate one aspect of your game and say, I'm going to do something drastic. I'm going to allocate a lot of time, energy, resources, mental, whatever to fixing this when I'm the best in the world. That is what I think is the most interesting thing about the Scotty Scheffler conversation. It is the spinning plate analogy. How, how much focus does he want to focus on that one plate that is his putting? And I think you got to put a, a damn lot on it considering he could easily have six wins this season, seven wins this season. If he, was an, if he was an average putter. And when we sit here today, there are eight players with as many or more wins than Scotty Scheffler this season, which is just absurd given how historic the tee to green season has been. And I think this one is especially frustrating because you see at the beginning of the back nine, him actually making putts. I mean, the one on the par three to take the lead, and then it kind of just all crumbled on him down the stretch. You don't take advantage of the par five 15th. You have the six footer there on the par three. He even said on 16 that, uh, you know, he, he kind of doubted the line a little bit. It wasn't able to make it 17, whatever happened, happened there. But I think what makes this one more frustrating is unlike those other rounds, other tournaments, you know, at Jack's place where he lost 102 strokes putting or at, at colonial where he might've lost 104 that week. He legitimately was making putts this week and it kind of just crumbled down the stretch. So yeah, I, I got a, a question on this and this is to answer your, your question, Rick. I mean, who leaves this tournament more disappointed Scotty Scheffler or uh Sung JM? Sung well, JM I, came in seventh. Right, it's not it, it's not even close. Right. So how you, Scotty Scheffler constantly leaves tournaments very upset, right? Very disappointed at not winning. Is and, there another sport that's like that, Greg? Where the closer you get to winning, the more disappointed you are. <laughs> maybe tennis. Maybe tennis. Yeah. Um, like in track and field. I'm thinking of other individual sports. Yeah, yeah, it has to probably be an individual sport, and it probably has to be like something like like there's so much in it has to be a sport you don't like tennis. You control a lot of. That's why Federer and those guys, you know, there's a lot you don't control in golf. There's a lot you don't control in F1. But there's a lot of luck in golf that, like on a on a short like on a smaller term basis that you probably don't get in some other sports and there's four days. So you, you can, you know, on Friday, you might put yourself in a position where Friday is the deciding round, whether you can win or not. Um, and it yeah. doesn't happen, but you play well and you play well over the weekend, but you never get in contention and you feel like, well, this means that next week I'm going to have a chance to win, but we always want to win. 
we want to hold the trophy at the end of the week. And so these good performances and signs of success and the whole team no pup model is all based on this idea that I'm going to put it together next week or, uh, you know, sometime in the future and I'm going to end up holding the trophy. There's not really any value other than what maybe $15 million or whatever Scotty's going to make on the golf course this year. There's not really any value in, uh, in finishing second over and over and over and over and over again. If you don't, there's, there's, yeah, sort I, I kind of like you, you can become the number one player in the world and never win. Right. If you finish second every single week and you can make a lot of money. I think what's, I think what's crazy, Rick, to throw this back to you is I didn't realize this. Greg mentioned it earlier, but Hovland said Hovland's Hovland shoots 61. He's like, this is the best round of golf that I've ever played. We're talking about like the fourth best golfer on the planet. And he gained 4.6 strokes ball striking. And Scheffler gained more than that. He gained <laughs> five, just a random, not a random, but like just, a, a, regu- a regular old Scotty Shuffer round. And he is, and this is what's extraordinary is every single week, he is not just like the best ball striker in the field, but he's like by far the best. <laughs> and, and, it, and, and that's the part where it's like, okay, if you're kind of around it or if you're leading for the year, it's every single week. He's the best ball striker in the field. That has to be infuriating. And I would be curious, you you should well, you don't have time to do this. Somebody should go look and see how many wins Scheffler would have this year if he was field average putting in, in uh, every single tournament. Somebody, I bet just, somebody just put it in the chat. Um, oh, really? If we trust the chat, it's in the chat. So David. The chat's never failed. Um, says, this is from th- uh, 651, Josh. If Scotty putted at field average, he would have won between four and five extra wins. Uh, some by six or more shots. Now, if we trust David, which uh, I think we trust David, it, you know, could be six to seven wins. Four to five. So that would be Jack's place, Colonial, uh, maybe the Masters. This maybe one. Maybe PGA, this one. He's, he's still uh, one of one players. I think US Open. Okay. PGA too, right? Uh, I think he actually putted decently at PGA. I I, I don't remember. I, I don't. He know. was one point. Well, yeah, he did one point four at the PGA. Okay. So I think, and I think there might be one or two that would have like gotten him into a playoff. So you know, I'm gonna. I want to go do that tomorrow. I'll 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 get the get the actual numbers. But it'll it's, take me like three hours. But I'm still gonna do it. But it's it's um. It's crazy. And, and we've, we, we have said this before, Kyle, that like it, it has been very difficult for us to be able to provide context of what Scotty has done this year uh, and how good it's been for how long it has been. And the only thing to do is like compare it to Tiger to get anybody's attention. And it's just been very difficult. But I don't know what like strokes gain T to green per win is going to be the highest number ever. Because it's just he's gonna have like a hundred strokes gained T to green this year, at probably more than that, and two wins. And it's actually crazy. Yeah, and I thought the best context that has been provided all year was the graph that you made that showed there was 
this was, uh, yeah. I think, after the U.S. Open. There's only one player that's been over 100 strokes gained from TD. Was it TD Green or ball striking? Uh, it was probably TD Green. If I remember. Okay, so TD Green, and he was almost at 200. <laughs> yeah. And it was like this. It was like this dot. It was like Pluto out there. It was like this dot, just just randomly out here. And you had like Rory and Cantlay and Xander and Victor, you know, all these guys. And it was like Scheffler's like out here. It, it, it was, I thought it actually really better than anything else contextualize how crazy this year has been for him. It's been nuts. It'll be another runner up finish for Scotty Scheffler. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick also finishes runner up. And it, it's weird because a lot of it is perception being reality, Patrick, but it, for Matt Fitzpatrick, this feels like a great, this feels like a great week, right? Scotty Scheffler's going home disappointed. Matt Fitzpatrick might be feeling pretty good about this week. Wyatt. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, for a guy who was considering not even playing this week, he was hitting the ball so poorly. I'm not sure if you guys heard that nugget and, and this performance really came out of nowhere. His last top 40 finish was the U S open has looked extremely out of whack we touched on yesterday's show that it might've been a little bit of smoke and mirrors. He was getting up and down from a lot of places, the first 54 holes, but he acquitted himself quite nicely in the early goings when Scotty Scheffler was hitting everything to about four inches. It seemed like uh, every single hole. So kind of just fell off the pace a little bit. It's tough to keep pace when someone shoots 61, but similar to Scheffler, if you told Matt Fitzpatrick, you shoot 66 today, he probably would have taken it and ran, and it's a good good result when he needed it. He was 40th in the FedEx Cup, got into the Tour Championship. We'll get another couple starts under his belt before the Ryder Cup and uh, hopefully keep trending in the right direction. The final guy we'll talk about here uh, before we move on to, geez, Tour Championship, Ryder Cup, best bets, one and done. We have a lot more to talk about, but let's put a bow on this with Rory McIlroy here. Greg, I'll bounce this back to you here first. 12 under par. He was, I guess, never really in it on Sunday. Um, you know, he also shot a 66. It was overshadowed by Victor's. It was the same. Uh, so he started three behind Fitzpatrick and Scheffler, ended three behind Fitzpatrick and Scheffler. He gave us a couple of moments of uh, real star power, real firepower, but the, the flat stick uh, seemed to let him down for most of the week. I think he's, I think he's, he's got to figure something else. He's got to go back to the, he's got to get out of the phantom. Go back this to the was, phantom. uh, very frustrating and you could kind of see it i mean this is a good round of golf but you could see the frustration with rory um he had a hard time getting it in the fairway hard time getting it close to the hole early in this uh in this round today he didn't give himself very many looks on the front nine um a three putts nine which is brutal but then on 10 11 and 12 he gives himself great opportunities and doesn't cash in on any of them i think that he missed all three of those putts low makes one at 13 and then at 15 hits the most rory mcelroy-esque shot you you'll ever see and and misses it you know and this if, if you look at where rory hit it and where Victor hit it. Rory could have done what what Victor did. I mean, there is at least four shots on Rory McIlroy's uh, back nine that that could have gone in, and he could have shot twenty eight too. Um, he at least hit the ball in position to do that. Obviously, didn't capitalize on the putts, but yeah, frustrating. A frustrating final round from 
Rory on, on a lot of different accounts. Uh, it was, but Rory will head into next week, the tour championship KP third in this on the leaderboard. So he will be 10, eight, seven, it'll be seven under, it'll be three shots off the lead. It'll be closer than he was last year. He's already won more FedEx cups than any human walking planet earth. He could add a fourth <laughs> to that, to that number, uh, just a week from today. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's kind of, Scheffler's getting the attention. I think Rory's playing at a really high level right now. Again, really high four. Uh, but this is like, this is what he does. Right. And, and this is where we have a, we have evidence that when Rory plays like this, he runs into wins. He runs into two or three a year. It's, it's, it's impossible. It's not impossible. It's very, very difficult to win five or six times in a year. There's a lot of luck involved, um, whatever. But I, I think that Rory's playing in such a way that he could run into a win at the Tour Championship next week, and it would not be surprising at all. I don't. He actually should maybe be the, be the favorite. He, he starts in what third? He's seven under. Mm-hmm. Yes. You could talk me into him. I mean, Scheffler probably will or is the favorite, but I think you could talk me into Rory just because he's he's like his worst finish since the PGA is what ninth T nine, I think T eight, something like that. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a it's been, been a re- it's been a really good run, and again, we have evidence that when he does this, that the wins are out there. It's just a matter of, of kind of running into them, by the way, they, uh, him and him and Victor shot a best ball 58 today, 26 on the back, 26 at Olympia fields. Is that good? I said this to you. It should have been 25. (laughs) Yes, Yes. it should have. I said this to you in LA KP. I don't know how anybody wins any of these. There's just too many. (laughs) There's just too, there's too many good guys. There's not enough wins to go around. There's too many insanely good guys. Yeah, well, Scotty Scheffler doesn't putt, so that's how some of these guys are, are are winning some of these events. But one nugget on Rory, he hit 24 fairways all week. Victor Hovland hit 24 fairways this weekend. Wow. Um, so, mm. like Greg said, the driver was a little bit of an issue. He got really lucky there on three or four where he hooked one pretty badly that was destined for OB, and a tree knocked it out. Um, but if he's playing from the fairway, we saw some of the approaches. I mean, the four iron into 15 was disgusting. And for him not to capitalize on that, it, it, his game's just kind of in like a weird flux where he's getting a lot out of his rounds, but he's also leaving a lot of strokes out there, which I think bodes well for him next week somehow. I don't know how. And I think he's going back to the spider. So he did mention that in his uh, post round. He looks. Uh... Did he say that? I missed that. Did he say that? He said he's going to tinker a little bit and probably roll a few putts with the spider. Jailbird? No. No. <laughs> that would be some that would be some real tinkering. Could you imagine if he shows up with a completely like a third putter? Next <laughs> the broomstick. <laughs> Something completely different? Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I got nothing else. All right. We will uh, recap our bets, which are actually pretty good. We'll give you the final update going into one last event for the one and done. And we will also, yeah, we're going to have to talk about the Ryder Cup because uh, the the points are done. They've been earned. Yeah, baby. They will not change after this. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. 
Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain? Those numbers do not add up to me, and I know it can be confusing, the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple, and that's where Superfeet comes into play. These Superfeet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most, and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking uh, a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. It's a really fine line creating workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym. And Viore has threaded that needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance jogger because I I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, They've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky as as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there, and I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now here's what you can do for for our listeners. Uh, First-time purchasers are getting 20% off. All you have to do is go to viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash first. Again, not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out. Viori.com slash first and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. And we're back. Josh, quick, show us that I, I missed this. Show us the uh, the bubble graphic. And we'll show you the guys who were just in and just out. Just in. Sam Burns, Emiliano Grillo, Terrell Hatton, Jordan Spieth, Sepp Straka, congratulations. Just out. Sahith, Kirk, uh, that's Chris Kirk, Denny, Justin Rose, and Andrew Putnam. Seems about right. Man, there were some uh, kind of entertaining moments with this bubble today. I just feel so bad for Sahith. So close. Yeah. And it always, I know it doesn't, uh, it always makes it seem like it comes down to one shot. It doesn't, right? Like all these shots add up over the course of a year and the shot on Thursday afternoon counts the same as this one, but it doesn't feel that way in the moment. And I I wish I could turn my brain away from that, but I cannot. Like Patrick Cantlay's putt knocks him out. That was, yeah, crazy, crappy part. Cantley right. was already in, but Cantley gets a makes a putt, gets a two shot swing, ties Sahith, which then takes away some points from him, which knocks right. him out. Crazy, of course. It's I'm just I'm it's thankful for the yeah. Back to Cantley. I'm thankful for the bubble because it gave us like four new speed memes today that were just like just gift wrapped and handed to us. Uh, the uh, the where he where they had to they would go back in and 
find out where they were in this like the, the calculator guy. Yeah. 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 And he he at one point he told Grawler, he said, uh, he said, What if I made it? Which he probably says like fifty yeah. times a day. Um but you but have he, a he, real he, glutton for punishment to wonder, well, what if I would have made that? Yeah, How, yeah. He was he was my life be. <laughs> he was referencing his butt on uh <laughs> On 18 for bogey, it was a, what, eight footer or seven footer or something like that. And he said, what if, what if I made it? And Crowler's just, just stooped over the, just, just his body just laid over the the computer, (laughs) just staring at the screen. It's, it's, it's every day for those two. Just, just thinking he deserves time and a half for doing the mental math on a a stroke for Spieth. Yeah. I feel bad for my dog, Denny. I mean, he, he needed one two year exemption on the line. Masters invite on the line. Doesn't get it done. Uh, pro- I mean, he makes the tour championship, knocks Spieth out. People are wondering if they take Denny instead of Jordan for the Ryder cup. Nobody's just, wondering just that. the snowball effect that could have happened is uh, literally just- zero. People are wondering that that's a brand new sentence that has never been uttered. Uh, here are the, Final, I'm putting that in quotations because the final ones aren't out yet, but we do know how to do math. The final U.S. Ryder Cup qualifiers are as follows. Scotty Scheffler, Wyndham Clark, Brian Harmon, Patrick Cantlay, Max Homa, and (gasps) Xander Shoffley, who bumps out Brooks Kepka, a combination of a Max Homa finish and Xander Shoffley Phoenix finish bumped out Max Homa. So now Max Homa, or excuse me, Brooks Kepka will now need a captain's selection. So the names on the outside who need a pick, I've narrowed them down. In reality, Josh has narrowed them down. <laughs> Brooks Kepka, Jordan Spieth, Cam Young, Colin Morikawa, Ricky Fowler, Sam Burns, Justin Thomas. I'll even throw Tony now in the mix as well. So that's the pool. And Luke, Lucas Glover. And Lucas Glover. Jesus do we have gosh. that? Do we have that list on? Can we put it on the? I just need to see it. Um. Yeah. Can we do that somehow, Josh? Well, yeah, Josh. Whatever. Can you do the dotted line and then add them below it? Yeah, Josh. Could yeah, you actually make the selections for the team? <laughs> here i'll do it josh but uh we can share the rundown but i'll just scroll down so people don't look at the rundown you can share my screen and we'll just do it like we'll get we'll get on i'm a i'm a diva i'm sorry just we deal with this every single okay okay all right i mean if um if there were 12 captain's picks do you think scotty scheffler would get picked oh my gosh (laughs) i'm teasing his lead if you his lead in the Ryder Cup standings is hysterical. It's it's crazy. Somebody said somebody tweeted at me the other day and said he should be able to loan people points. <laughs> is this is this is this down and dirty enough for you in the That's doc? Great. That's right. great. Patrick so. is is the is the Shuffler stuff vindication for your eye test? He has not won since I said that. Just let it be known. Since that day, Justin Thomas's game. Shoo, and Scotty Scheffler's win count. What uh what does he have to do to lift your curse? Um, I I I mean, since I am a you know flag loving American, I will lift it in September. No doubt <laughs> he will learn. Oh, he doesn't have to do it. You're just gonna lift it. Yes. Um, and then after that, if if he impresses, if he is more powerful. And he comes through. <laughs> I'll let I'll let it go for the rest of uh, two thousand into two thousand twenty four. 
That's who right. added these. I did. I'm okay. I'm in control of the screen right now. Throw Michael is... Block on there too, then. Like he <laughs> just shot the court's record at uh where was he? Valhalla? Yes. Who 63. cares? He shot sixty-three. All right. So <laughs> here we go. KP. Um Brooks Kepka's on the team. Yeah. Uh Yes. Yes. On the team. You, you can't. You if you if you don't take Brooks and then you lose in Europe. Like, is there like a weird, just rogue case to be made to not take Brooks? Sure. Like I made the case against him in Whistling Straits, but I think yes, you have to take Brooks Kepka. Okay. Jordan Spieth's on the team. Yeah, for sure. Colin Morikawa's on the team. Yes. So that's nine. Those guys are all 100% on this team. Or anybody else that is 100% on this team. I think Ricky Fowler is a lock. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's 10. Okay. Now, uh, Fred Couples did say in public, Cam Young was going to Rome. He did. Well, that would really, we've got a lot of names for only one more spot, if that's true. Well, okay, so so let's go the other way. You can t- take take the bottom two off this. They have the e- they have an equal chance of being on this team. <laughs> for those uh, of you at home, it was Phil Mickelson and Michael Block. Uh, take t- take Lucas Glover off. He's, well, I guess. Should you take Lucas, he's Lucas Glover? He's, he's the next one to bold Lucas Glover. No, leave mm-hmm. Bryson on. I am. I'm just moving him down so that we have the guys at the top. Okay. A more aesthetically pleasing. Are we sh- are we positive Fred Couples knows what he's talking about there? Um, no. But that's it, pretty, But he did say it. Should it he? would be a really tough look to say publicly someone's gonna be in Rome and them not to pick them. But I also think if we're operating under the as- assumption that Fred Couples was correct, that was you know a month ago. Yeah. Then I then I think Zach Johnson will pick Justin Thomas. We also uh, have well, well, hold Keegan's on. off the list. Yeah, throw Keegan on there. Why? Why do you say that, Patrick? Because that means the team was pretty much decided upon. You know, for the most part, that they had. You know, strong inclinations to pick Cameron Young, who really hadn't done much this year already. So yeah, yeah but, I'm I'm picking Justin Thomas too. Yeah, though. but he had just he had just finished he had just finished third or whatever fourth in the at the open. No, it was before that. Was it? It was okay. So it was it was, was it after the John Deere. He was impressed by what he did at, at TPC Deer Run. I think it was like even before that, right, Greg? He oh, was on okay. Sirius. Uh, this is this is not valid. I'm I'm unbolding his name. Then this is too far <laughs> back. I I don't think it's that far back. Um, but. I will also say that after Fred Couples said whatever Fred Couples said, um, Zach Johnson and Justin Thomas had a conversation like last week that, you know, Zach Johnson talked about it. This is a tough situation. We'll see what happens, blah, blah, blah. But uh, my only point in that is it's definitely not a Justin Thomas was on the team and so he's going to get picked. I I don't think he needs be bolded. I agree. I agree. Who can I knock off this list? Tony Fina. Yeah. Gosh, what if he wins the true championship? Well, well, we'll add him back on the list next week. Sam Sam Burns. No, uh, do not take him off. No, 
we he have cannot two, go off. You, there, you, we realize there's only like one more spot left, right? Yes. These guys yes. cannot all go. I think you could take Bryson and JT off the list. No, JT. We got two spots. We don't have enough spots. I think but realistically, are... you can take Lucas Glover off the list because I know Sean Martin was making this point on Twitter where he was like, if Lucas Glover was 25, everyone would be clamoring for him to get on the team. Fact of the matter is Lucas Glover is 43. He's going to be a rookie in Europe. He's probably not going to make another Ryder Cup team. And I know some people seek it as, you know, career validation, as a reward. Well, you know, life's unfair sometimes. And when you look at this composition of players, and I think this is how the captains will look at it. I don't know them at all, but do you take a 43-year-old rookie to Europe or do you take someone in their mid-20s who's up and coming or a veteran like Justin Thomas? Okay, real quick on Lucas Glover. If you believe that him and him and so he's taken one fewer strokes over the last three tournaments than Russell Henley. So if you believe that Lucas Glover on the, is, should be on the team, then you should Russell Henley should be in the conversation, right? And if you say, well, winning matters, well, you know who hasn't won this year? Jordan Spieth, Xander Shoffley, and Colin Morikawa, and Patrick Cantlay, and, and Cam Young. And Cam Young. So I don't know that winning uh, – Scotty Scheffler had a quote this week that was like, listen, it doesn't – winning is like not really a thing. He's like there are guys that are winners that like want the ball and there are guys that are not. And I, it was a pretty like telling quote. I don't know who that means. Like I don't know, I don't know what that means for who's going to be on the team, but I was, I was kind of like shocked that he gave that kind of insight into, into who makes it. I think Bryson needs to come off the list. Okay. I think I think that yeah. in 2023, realistically, Bryson is not going to be on this team. He has not spoken with any of the captains. He's off. All right. I think maybe he should be, but he's not going to be. Keegan. I think Keegan is just out by... Not I, enough places. Keegan would be on my team, but I don't think... Really? Right yeah. now? I think I would go... I think I would go here. I would go Cam Young, Keegan Bradley. Boom. Game over. Okay. So, Rick, okay. what – now, last week, you had Glover in that spot instead yeah, of Keegan. I was, I was just caught up in the moment. <laughs> uh, I was just, uh, just hot and bothered. Yeah, I was, I, was feeling, I was feeling some type of way, and I thought Lucas Glover couldn't – you know, I was, I've, I've had a couple of sleeps since then. That's so good. I, I love your humility, Rick. It's so great. I was an idiot. <laughs> I did idiotic I'm, I'm things. I'm still caught in that. I've I've, I've seen some uh, personal since then. <laughs> here's here's my thing with Lucas Glover, Greg. Not only like okay, him and Russell Henley have been basically the same over the last three events. But you want to do you want to bet the Ryder Cup on whether Lucas Glover figured out how to putt? Oh, I well, I, it's not really a question I'm asking, right? I he I think he's proven that he has. Do any of these guys give you a lot of putting confidence? No. They're, yeah. uh, the, the U.S. is going to lose by like five. I was just I looking think, up the odds again. Yeah, Europe plus 165 looks pretty darn good. With, with yeah. this this crop of players, right? I mean, these aren't the top six, right? I think you throw the numbers out. And like Kyle said, it's game on the line, match on the line. You need a point. 11-11 late. Who, 
whose hands do you want the ball in? And all right, where are you going? Honestly, <laughs> the one the one shot they showed of Lucas Glover today was a missed three footer on eighteen. And so that's what I'm saying. I don't right. want Lucas Glover. Yeah, you, I mean, a lot of team? guys missed that putt. What's your team factor? <laughs> right. They did. Um, I'm curious. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, so my team, mm-hmm. I get two two of these guys. You do, or any. I mean, you can add anybody else you want, but I think you should probably pick. Throw throw Phil at it. See see what see how that goes. No, dude. I mean, Finau has really pissed me off lately with just. I I wanted him to like go and get it this week, and yeah. honestly, for the past month, and he just hasn't done nothing. So, stop, Philip. I think I think you go Sam Burns. Okay, course, you, wait, had a course you, record. You or someone else goes. I am. Burns. I'm going with Sam Burns. He's got the okay. mullet going. The Italians won't know what to do. It's <laughs> a good reason. Uh, Cam, like Cam Young's so frustrated. All these guys are just frustrating. Um, I'm going JT. Hell yeah! Whatever, whatever man. You guys are frauds. Whatever. I've meddled this line already. I've hit both sides of it. We're playing with house money. Uh, so Patrick's going with Kepka, Spieth, Morikawa, Finaus, Burns, Thomas. Uh, is what? What? Kyle, is Justin Thomas making your team? I'm going the same as Patrick. <laughs> yeah. You guys are frauds. No, no. The Ryder Cup is one on on your emotion and burns and jt are guys that i want in the room i want them tied with nine holes left against hovland and hatton and any rom whoever you want to throw out there i want jt and burns in the arena i don't want cam i don't want cam young and lucas glover i kind of want keegan in the arena but i Mm -hmm. i just i want burns and jt more it's like this thing is still like a month and a half away like yeah. what is re- what is recent form? Well, okay, I know. When is the I last know. time JT's played well? Uh, he shot sixty five at at, uh, at Wyndham. Dude, he almost made that chip. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Sixty five at Wyndham that he was required to play because his season has been so bad. That the, final round was the like round saying, of the year. That's like saying, <laughs> remember when Max Homa said he shot a sixty around whatever? Like that's like where we're at with Justin Thomas right now. Okay, so uh, he yeah. shot. 82 at the open. Not great. He shot 68, 69, 69, 73 at the Scottish. Not ideal. He shot 62 at the Travelers. He shot 65, 66, 68 to close out the window. That's like, it's, like, I don't Siwoo know. Kim has done that nine times in his career. Yeah. I'd put I put Siwoo Kim on this team too <laughs> if he was American. Greg, where are you going? This is Cam Young and Lucas Glover. Mm. Oh my gosh! Greg. It's the same as last week. Greg. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm 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 kind of with Greg. Not the, I, not I can't do Lucas Glover, but Cam Young's on the team. Who'd you pick, Greg? Uh, Young and Burn or Young yeah. and Keegan? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, um, I like what Burns did this week. So it really, it hurts to leave him off. So if you wanted to switch sam burns and cam young i'd be fine with that too i actually the other guy that's not on this list that i really you could talk me into bryson honestly like bryson was awesome at whistling straights like incredible and you could also talk me into female this this will be the team 
despite what anybody cares about, this will be the team, which is Kepka, Spieth, Young, Morikow, Fowler, Thomas. This will be the team. I think I Burns will. That. I think Burns will make it over JT. Wow, I'd be really surprised if that happened. Yeah, I would I actually mean, respect Zach Johnson more if that happened. I think I think ZJ is a big like, hey, you got to go out and like think about his career. Like his whole career was, hey, I went out and earned it. I went out and did it. And I know there's no earning it when you have six captains picks. There's no like, oh well, he, you know, unless you just take the straight top twelve. But I don't. I think he looks at JT and says, like, man, you didn't like you didn't go and do it, you know. And I I think I don't know. I don't I don't know how it'll go, but I I do think there is something there with that. Well, those picks don't have to be in until uh, when? When are the actual cap? When? When do they announce these? Monday. Mon- Monday following the tour championship. Oh, following the tour championship, right? Not tomorrow. I was like, oh my <laughs> god, really? I was like, that can't be right. Okay, uh, so we will. So we'll know in eight days, right? Yeah, and then Europeans are September seventh. Did I see? That's my birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Rick. Oh, thanks. It's got a couple weeks, but thanks. Uh, All right, best bets. This might have been our best week ever. Proudly show the board, Josh. Proudly show it. Press the button with pride as it shows up on the screen. Here it comes. There it is. Look at all that green. Couple of Victor Hovland winners. Kyle, Rick, yes, sir. Three Three top 20s. Svensson, Rory, Tom Kim. Two matchups, Kyle and Greg. I, this is this is a very good board, gentlemen. Very good. Well I'm done, like, boys. I'm like halfway to the to the break to the zero. Yeah. So hold on. Do we do we have the updated numbers? Because Kyle Kyle got he would have got fifty. Oh boy. Uh, okay. Patrick, what are you doing? <laughs> well. Well, my pick, my pick for this week, I wasn't on the Tuesday show. I, I texted it to producer Josh. It was straight forecast, Victor Hovland, Scotty Scheffler, 50 to one. And he didn't include it for some reason. I love to see the receipts on that. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, what is Mark doing? You know, we don't give Mark enough, enough beef for this minus 31 and a half percent. That's, that's. Yeah, that's not good. Rick Rick is carrying us. It was all downhill from when Patrick rightfully asked for an advance to bet it all against Michael Block to miss the cut the week after the championship. (laughs) We did not allow it. And it's been all downhill from there. What was what was the number on that, Patrick? It it was only like minus one eighty. Yeah, it was like outrageously bad. So so you were gonna get what, like seven hundred dollars or yeah, probably. I, was thinking, I was thinking like 10 grand potentially. Okay. <laughs> you get 50 a week. How many weeks all, all of it? The rest of his career at CBS. Yeah, that's like a thousand weeks. Yeah. It was that sure of a thing. I've only had that feeling once in my life, and it was that week, and you guys denied me. I did I did know who's you guys. I did not deny you anything. The uh, uh the corrupt golf audience out there. So so he probably would have gotten like fourteen hundred bucks. And so he probably would, he'd probably be like, he'd probably be up 700, but he, he would he have, if he won, he still would have been able to play. Cause he would have won. Yeah. Well, I guess he would have been, I don't know how he would have done it, but yeah, we should like we should. just be stagnant. But. No, he would just not have a matchup pick every single week that or, or a best bet every single week. 
Okay. His best bet would have already been exhausted. He'd still pick the other stuff. We should do that next year where you can, you can, you get like a range or you get a total for the entire year. So yeah. if you want to use it all to, you know, John Rom to win the, the century in J- first week in January, have at it. If you lose, you're out. Wow. That's almost, some would say that that's not a punishment, that that's a reward for being out for the year, not having to put picks in every single I may or may not be getting at that. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, I lost. All right. Well, now I don't have to fill out the outline every single week. <laughs> All right. We have uh, one more thing to do. It is an update on our one and done, uh, which has one more week to go. We'll do that. Oh, sorry. There's the best bet. Josh was forcing that into my brain. Uh, Kyle and Greg got their best bets correct. Me and Mark whiffed on them. And we are now all losing our best bets. Gosh. Damn. This is this is tough to look at. And, and this gets reset after next week. We reset into for the fall swing. Yeah, I think that's what we've done in the past. Let's definitely do that. <laughs> uh, hit it, Josh. We'll go to a break. Hey everyone, this is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. men's national team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Viore gear is designed to look great in everyday life while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger And don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we're back. The one and done has one final event to go. The results are in. Kyle Porter, your season ended Essentially here with a whimper, you had Hideki Matsuyama. He withdrew. Uh, Josh gave you credit for $0. I think technically you should be getting like 60 grand, but either way, it's it's not great. He was like four under through nine on Thursday, which feels like 100 years ago. <laughs> yeah, that kind of not good. That's not good. I should have. I should have. Well, I still got. I'll, I'll make a respectable royal win next week, and I'll be at. I'll be at like. I'll, I might finish second. I have. I have something to talk about in that in a second. Corey Connors for myself, uh, Greg and Patrick. He got four hundred eighty thousand six hundred. 
whatever. Sia had Cam Davis. He got a hundred grand, a hundred grand even. That's weird. And I, uh, I passed Sia, which was a big deal for me this week. You did pass Sia. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. Nice. My best position of the year so far. So I'm pretty psyched about that. So far, because being in sixth, still time. Lucas Glover for the fans, 229. Kyle M had Max Homa, Mark had Colin Morikawa. Max Homa, who led this tournament through 36 holes, got 790 grand. Had uh, Colin got 179. So Kyle M did make up a gap, a little bit of the gap, but he did not make up the full gap, which is there was a stunning admission that we got from Mark on, I think, Friday night, where he said, no matter what, no matter what, he was going to play Rory next week, even wow. if Max Homa won, which was just like a stunning admission of him waving the white flag where he said he just wanted it to be respectful and he'd rather finish second using Rory than try to win. And I was shook by that. That's that's a that's horrible. That is it's, that it's is wrong. Fraudulent. It, that is that is soft is what that is. Well, like, there's a lot of evidence to Kyle M and Mark's burner account. <laughs> <laughs> there's a ton of evidence of that, by the way. Yeah. You're you're protecting the. You're, 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 this is what Ian Poulter did at the players the, a couple of years ago. At, on 17, do you remember this? He played it to the middle of the green, finished third, protected the money, protected the points. It's a little bit it, what it, I did this week too, on. but it's fraudulent. It's fraudulent. Yeah, it's so, it's not it's not good. So I was hoping to to have him be put to that test. It does not look like it'll happen. So Mark will play Rory McIlroy, who will start in th third, third for next yeah. week. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm probably playing, <laughs> I'm probably playing Lucas Glover. I don't really have much of an option here. He Lucas Glover is going to be fourth. No, Lucas Glover is going to be fifth. I believe. Fifth. Who is uh, who is uh, Kyle M gonna put? Who else does Kyle M have? See, the problem is now Kyle M. Like, could, should if Kyle M doesn't have anybody else left, should he just use Lucas Glover and hope that Lucas Glover beats Rory McIlroy? Yes, that's yes. his only option, right? I mean, you can't. There's no point in using Colin, who's going to start in 24th, if you still had him available. There's just no chance you ever win. So now I have to say, okay, well, if I think that's going to happen. If Mark is going to play Rory and Kyle M's going to play Lucas Glover, I have to play Brian Harmon. Do you, Damn. I, uh, yeah. I, I would, if I were you, I would probably play. Is he the only other guy you have in the top, what, eight, I have, 10 yeah, or? Wyndham, Wyndham Clark. I have Brian Harmon, eight, Wyndham Clark, nine, Lucas Glover, five. I actually think Brian Harmon will finish ahead of Lucas Glover. That would be my play if I was you. I actually don't mind that. Brian Harmon's been playing really good golf. Yeah. And he'll only start 10, 9, 10, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 4, 4. Holy shot. Holy shot. Holy start. One shot. <laughs> One Shout shot out Lucas back. Glover. Yeah. So if the, if those are the top three, like if, if Mark plays Rory, Kyle M plays Lucas Glover, and you play Brian Harmon, can anybody else win? Greg, you could play Wyndham Clark maybe? I could play Wyndham Clark or Brian Harmon. I cannot play Glover. Does Unfortunately, have, I can't play Scheffler. Nobody has Victor left. Nobody saved Victor. I would have played Victor this week. I picked him like nine different times. Max Homa. Does anybody have Max Homa available? No, nope. I got uh, Adam Schenk, though, if you if you need him. He's in 23rd. 
It's an option. Kyle, Kyle. Oh, no, you don't. Sorry. I, 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 uh, oh, oh, Josh, I'm screwing up the thing here, buddy. So uh, We're not technically eliminated, correct? What does last place get in this? We need Rory to finish 30th. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, what's first place? What's first prize? 7.2. Mm-hmm. So I can get to 17.2 and make it look better than it was. Yeah. You, you'll, you know how they did the days in first or in the top 10 of the FedEx Cup? Shameless power. Days, days in the top two of the, of the one and done. One, it's going to be the last day because you played Rory. <laughs> God, that's what's going to happen. You're going to finish like second somehow. Because of yeah, that, Rory's floor back. is like three million dollars, uh, and I think I'm still in it technically. I'm not eliminated yet. It's the last week of the NFL regular season, and I need like four teams to tie, but I have a chance. So that's why I got to play Adam Shank. I think I, I really do not <laughs> wish this on anyone, let alone Rory McIlroy. But David in the chat said, "Could you imagine if Rory just with like just withdrew?" <laughs> Mark would like like something like if it was just like oh um I don't know something like a good WD and he's like yeah I don't need to play this week. Mark's brain would is is his wife expecting or something? Oh, Maybe so that. Nice was. <laughs> you can't even throw out hypotheticals. I know. I gotta figure out. We f- he finds out that he has a long lost twin and he's so excited to go meet him <laughs> that he, he withdraws to start preparing for the Ryder Cup. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All right. Anything else? Uh, BMW Championship, Tour Championship next week. Ryder Cup selections coming on a week from tomorrow, Monday. Going on. Fun, fun, yeah, fun time of year. Next week and and next month, really, will be will be super fun. Big thanks to producer Josh's all the hard work behind the scenes. Patrick McDonald is available on Twitter at Amateur Status. Greg Ducharme can be found at the Real GFD. Kyle Porter is available at Kyle Porter CBS. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.